Welcome to the LLBR Podcast, where the mission still the same, ready to give my opinion on everyday matters without a motherfucking filter. Thanks again for listening to the show. You know what I'm saying? Y'all sharing, I appreciate that. Shout out to y'all new listeners. Thank y'all. Hope y'all like this shit. And you know, like I said on the first show, this whole month I'm going to have a young lady on here to speak because you know it's y'all time to give y'all opinions on shit because it's Breast cancer awareness month, perfect time, you know what I'm saying, to show love to y'all. So I got my uh my homegirl Ronnie. Hey y'all, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're gonna talk about some shit and just like hopefully y'all fuck with the shit. Like I said, y'all can take y'all can always come to me and tell me y'all opinions on shit. Y'all do that shit anyway. So, you know what I'm saying? We just gonna get straight into it. So I seen a post, right, <clears throat> on Facebook. Okay. Land of you know what I'm saying? The land of all the topics. The land of bullshit. <laughs> True. That too. Ratchetness. Good entertainment, pretty much. For sure. So, uh, so pretty much I seen this post, and it's, it was one like unpopular opinion or some shit. One of them type things. You read a chick was like, is having kids in poverty a type of abuse? So I, I was just reading people comments and shit. So, you know, I my my initial reaction was, well, okay, what type of poverty are we talking about? Because, you know, technically a lot of motherfuckers just poor in this country. So, if that was the case, then a lot of people wouldn't just have kids and shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, poverty, I feel like, is what you make it. Because, like, to me, anything less than 100000 shit, you can't really live here in this country comfortably right. without no, that. I mean, it depends on where you stay, but I mean, exactly. me personally, for the life that I would prefer, I need at least six figures to be comfortable. See, that's the thing. Uh, I think a lot of people, they want to live a certain life, so they try to view life that way, but you really break this shit down. We don't be needing everything we be want. Well, I guess it goes back to, to what your level... Like, okay, so... I looked up stats about it and poverty was just kind of like, you know, it varies around the country. But I think it says something along the lines of if like your it depends on how many people are in your household. And so right. it like caps your salary or whatever for it. But I know for like two people it's like if you make 30,000 or less, like 31,000 some odd dollars or something for a two person household or less, you're considered to be in poverty. Right. And I'm just kind of like, you know, two people leaving off of $40,000, depending on what city you're in, you're, you're still going to be struggling, even for 50 right. or 60. So I think like, I don't know, but getting back to like your original question, is it considered abuse? I won't say, I don't think it's abusive per se, but I definitely think it's something you should think about. Uh, well, like the stats I have seen, it said last year that 11.8% of Americans is living in poverty and it's like 29% is considered lower class. But that's why I have to ask, like, what would they consider poverty? What is poor? You know what I'm saying? It matters. And like you said, everybody have their, uh, the way they want to live and shit. But it's, like you said, depending on where you stand because here, I just read an article not too long ago where they say if you make $100,000 but you live in San Francisco, the Bay Area, you you low class, right. like you lower class, you living in poverty. But here, you come where I stay in Memphis, you make sixty thousand dollars. Like you could like stay like in Southway in these mini mansions and shit, right. just because it's how our cost of living is. So I tell folks, it's just a matter of 
of perspective or where you stay at. That's at the end of the day, cost of living is about where you stay at. Right. And, uh, and that determines, like, depending on your jobs and shit, too. I don't know if people just realize that shit. Like, a FedEx here won't pay the same. Like, you can go look up a job at New York. FedEx probably pay $25, $25 an hour, but to live in New York, it costs a lot. Right. So, so that $25 an hour is, like, $12 an hour, like, somewhere else. Yeah. Like, it ain't that much. Yeah. Exactly. So, but... If it's poverty, it depends on the level of poor you are. Like, if you are struggling without a kid and you birth a kid, I believe that's slick abuse. Uh, if you have a kid already and you struggling, you keep popping out kids, that's abuse. Because let's face it, bro, most people are not happy when they don't, they got money problems. Like, you're not feeling good, you're not in your best of moods. And if you poor every goddamn day, nine times out of ten, your mood gonna be fucked up every goddamn day. And you ain't gonna be the best goddamn parent. And also, if like your kid's struggling to eat, they can't eat, so they got to depend on school lunches and shit. You know how shitty them motherfuckers are. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's abusive, making kids eat school lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because if you went to inner city schools, you understand like this shit ain't popping. That's where they only meals coming from. And so, if you just out here struggling to that point, then yeah, because that's just a... Not only is it a strain on you, it's a strain on the kid because they not getting nice shit. Yeah, they not. So they getting picked Right, on. so they, they, I mean, that's why I said I feel like it's just something that you should definitely consider. So, like, when you out here doing your thing in life, you know, everybody, you know, condom sex is great, but there's some people that just like to raw dog right. Great. No, condom <laughs> sex is not great. <laughs> you know? Raw is like I mean, it is. But my point is you have to make sure, like, I think that as adults, especially like around our age group now, like we, we need to start making more cognitive decisions. Cause you know, sometimes when you're younger, people just do shit off of impulse. Like I had my daughter, I got pregnant with her when I was 20. And so if I just had like half the knowledge I would have had like now, then, you know, I would have been better at making those type of decisions. And so technically, if you think about it, when I had her, I slick would have been in poverty. I was a college student with no job. Um, I didn't have no student loans or nothing like that because I was on a scholarship. But, like, I ain't had shit when I got pregnant with her. You know, after I had her, I had to do what I had to do to try to, you know, work up and get us to a life where now, you know. And and it came to us having to, like, move back with my parents. And we shared a room until she was two. Like, you know, I, I had to do what I needed to do until I could get where I needed to be. But that wasn't necessarily abusive. I just had to, like, rearrange my life. I think where it becomes abusive is where, like, the mama still want to, live they life like you know they was there was a hot girl and a city girl before they had this baby and so after they have the baby uh-huh. they still want to get their weave they still want to get their nails done like you know you gotta cut costs now so <laughs> you gotta start deciding like yeah. you know you might not have the most money but you gotta do the best with what you got yeah, the way of being your child comes first and a lot of people don't want to sacrifice like I know a lot of people that are struggling now without kids, just for the sake of saying they got their own shit instead of just moving in with their parents for a year or two to stack up, clear debt. You know what I'm saying? Really try to put themselves... I know everybody ain't got this support system, which is another reason why you need to move a little bit different. You got to make better decisions. We can't get caught up in lust to the point where because we know that act can affect us one way or another for a long term. You know that that's the consequences or not a consequence. It's something that can come from it. So you just need... 
Yeah. That's a consequence. Right. So you just got to make sure, like, going into any situation, you just need to weigh your options. Like, every time you decide to raw dog your girl or you getting raw dog by your nigga, like, just know that this could be an outcome and you need to be prepared for whatever could come from it. And you got to make sure that you can live with it or be prepared for that decision. You know? All right. Yeah, this, you know what I'm saying? I just, like I said, I just think this shit is abuse if you if you are at least not giving your kids the necessities that they need to survive. Because what folks don't realize this shit, like we might see the rappers and the media glorify or demonize drug dealing, but at the end of the day, most of them niggas that's out there doing that shit is coming from situations where they starving. They coming from situations where it's they got little brothers and sisters, so they trying to make sure they eat and shit. And they trying to help their mom out with the bill because maybe the nigga and the she popping out kids ain't in their and in the lives and shit. This then the third, or you got the young chicks out here turning tricks. You know what I'm saying? Using what they got to right. get what they want. And a lot of times poverty poverty breeds crime. That's a fact. So that's why I never understood why people try to push that black on black bullshit. Let the media do this shit because at the end of the day you're gonna where you crime at, around yeah. you are. Yeah, like cause it's brought proximity, like you know what I'm saying? You ain't got a car, it's not like you can go drive to the rich part of the neighborhood and commit a robbery. You're robbing you know, right like, there. I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with this shit. Like, how you gonna steal my pot to piss in because you ain't got no pot. And then now nah, I gotta go rob somebody to go get a goddamn pot. I'm gonna have to come get you. It's just like a, a endless cycle of crime. But all this shit comes from being poor. And so when you just constantly bringing in kids to this to this world and you just ain't got it, and this is what makes me mad about us personally is just that a lot of us, or just people in general, I ain't going to put it on black people because there's plenty of other people on welfare, but it's people, like people settle for this shit. Like back in the day, motherfuckers used to be embarrassed right. about that shit. But it's like now motherfuckers down to look, look forward to that shit. Like, oh, yeah, I already know what I'm going to do. I'm like, damn, bro, you not even going to, like, try to better your circumstances to the point where you ain't got to do I think it's reverse, honestly. Um, I feel like I know more of, like, people that was, like, my parents' age, like, aunties and older cousins, like, stuff like that. Like, to me, they was more of the people that was, like, oh, I got my welfare check. I ain't finna work. <laughs> At least with our generation, like, niggas still, mm-hmm. like, most, most of the people I know that are on Section 8 or you know, got multiple kids, you know, or getting government assistance. Most of them I know, like, still fucking work. Like, niggas still be out here doing shit. Yeah, nah, nah. Maybe, look, Nashville's a little different you, you, than Memphis. You know, you know a different grade of niggas. You know <laughs> I was gonna say, niggas. maybe that's just, you know, the folks I was living around. Because I, I, I grew I up... Yeah, I don't think you no, was I was gonna say, I grew up privileged. I ain't even gonna front y'all. Like, I came from a nice two-parent household in the fucking suburbs. So, like... <laughs> Maybe it's just the people because, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the older people I heard, they, you know, because when I got pregnant, that was all of them. Oh, girl, you finna get you some wick and then you gonna get you some food stamps and then, girl, you gonna get you the Medicaid. You ain't gonna have to pay for shit. I'm trying to put you on. I'm trying to put you on. And when I, uh, but to me, that, but that's not how I was raised. Like, for me, it was, now fuck that. Like, this is, this is what I, I knew what I was doing. I made a cognitive decision and I'm gonna figure it out. I did get on Medicaid though because my parents' insurance wouldn't pay for it. Uh, yeah, but I, mean, I didn't get WIC. I didn't get Section 8. I didn't get food stamps. I didn't get none of that. Like, I figured it out. Well, I applied for food stamps and they denied me. But. <laughs> uh, well, they, they let me in that motherfucker. 
I was a, I, I approved of that shit. I ain't talking down on this shit, but I just feel like. But I do think there are a lot of people who depend on it. Like I know some people who like, you know, when the tax time come, everybody be making jokes and shit because they like, ooh, this baby finna give me a refund and this baby finna give me a refund. Yeah. And so I do know there are people out there that like be doing that shit, like they popping out babies to keep niggas and for an extra check, and that shit grind me as hell. Yeah, and like I said, I ain't saying like you can't depend on it, but it's just about your mentality. Like it just seemed like you ain't trying to better the circumstances at all. Like I ain't a parent, but I always thought that having a kid should, especially you just know you you was one of the ones that really want a kid that you want to better the circumstances that you had to give a better life than you know what I'm saying than you had. So. So people just be sitting here and selling this shit. Like I said, this shit is abuse. It may not be directly like, you know, physical abuse, but that mental, the mental effect that they have on kids growing up poor can fuck up a motherfucker. I can see that. You're you know right. You're right. And then that's why motherfuckers get old enough. They start blowing money because they don't know shit. Right. Money management. They ain't never had right. nobody. They had no money. You know what I'm saying? They ain't never had shit. So they're like, I'm finna have shit now that I'm getting this money. Then they end up in the same circumstances years down the line because they fucked up their money. Like that shit just a lot. So it's like it just depends on the level of poverty that you are. Like if you giving your kids everything they need, clothes, food, you can take them to the doctors in a third, but you just ain't like, hey, we finna go hop on this jet real quick, hop on a plane, take a trip. I understand that shit, but everybody ain't got it. Clearly, you look at the stats and then prove that shit. So long as motherfuckers be lying to you on their Facebook and Twitter and all that shit. Oh yeah, shit. folks, folks be uh, flashing for show. Sure, so yeah, don't 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 let them Gucci belts. Them shits is fake. <laughs> Don't let the weed fool you. Them joints coming off AliExpress. No, AliExpress got some good bundles. Yeah. Them, them the twenty dollar hair store where you get six of them for twenty dollars. But, but them they they ain't they ain't five hundred like this motherfucker trying to act like. Oh, facts, facts. I'm saying folks be faking, lying to kick it. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of kick it. So you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I feel like yeah, like I said there's just the extent really. It just put kids in circumstances where other shit can affect their mental health, and I just feel like at that point. You know what I'm saying? That that's abuse because there's a difference between just not growing up with like everything you might have. see your peers. Like I can see, look at you. You grew up differently. That's not abuse. It's not my fault that my folks just ain't got it, got it. But or like a rich kid, like a rich set of parents. But if I'm just out here just struggling, like I, I I'm going to sleep and I eat a hope sandwich for dinner. <laughs> I think okay. So where <laughs> you know it becomes abuse is when the parent. It's not when you have the baby in poverty. It's when you don't work to better that situation. That's when it becomes abusive. Because yes. or or you keep popping out babies. Yeah, knowing that you can't take care. Because who these kids is expensive. The one I have is enough, <laughs> and like I would want another one, but I know I can't afford another one right now. So you know, hopes and prayers that we that ain't right. no more coming out. But you're right. Like that is abusive. If you have one or when you have the baby and you don't try to better your circumstances or, up, you know, you got to upgrade yourself. Cause like you said, you always want to be the best version of yourself for your kid. And exactly. Set the best example. That's why motherfucking kids be out here looking up to these celebrities and shit. Like, nah, they first role model should be you. Regardless if you out here trying to get it and to maintain, they see their hard work. Kids understand shit as they get older. Like, the, the comprehension of life develops when they see the shit. So, they see you working hard and then you go, you work and you go to school. 
that just tells them I don't have no excuse. My mama, my dad was able to do this, this, and this, still take care of me and give me a good life. I can step it up and do right. the same shit. It just sets a better example in some like a lot of aspects and shit. So it's just a matter of like you, like you saying, maturing and leveling up yourself. Cause you level up, your kid is just a better right. example. Get them better opportunities so they can level up past you. Exactly, cause it's like folks got mad at uh when uh who was it Forbes wrote that article about Kylie talking about she's uh, a self made billionaire. And everybody like she's not self made, she's not self made. Like how is she? Cause she had a head start. Like that's what you're supposed to do as a parent, my nigga. But all that's her money though. Like yeah. she didn't. Take money from our family. I mean, that's that's different self made. You both to level up your kids. Dog. That's the whole point. That's the how generational wealth builds. Like we supposed like we in in the black. Everybody gotta have. Everybody think you gotta start from a struggle story, and that shit not fair. No, that shit. That wrecked rich shit is stupid. That shit. That shit cool in movies. It's, it make it's a good you know hearty. Oh, he came from me. Like fuck all that, bro. I want you gonna have struggles in your life regardless. You rich or you poor. I much rather have for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can teach appreciation for the struggle that you had to come from right. in a different way. Like uh, Shaq, he said his dad made him pack up all his toys to give to the less fortunate, and he's like, "See, you able to do this, and you can get some new ones, whereas they don't get shit at all." You know what I'm saying? So he was just like, you know, it's always have a sense of uh charity, but at the same time have understand that you are privileged. And then like TI, he take he took his kids to his old hood to show him where he where they where he came from with telling the stories what he had to do to make money. And he was like, I did all of this, so you won't have right. to do that shit. So they you know I'm saying you can tell you can tell stories and show them this then the third. Like this shit ain't cool. Like we can, you know what I'm saying? Without them actually have to go struggle. But trust me, fam, they there's go always, struggle. There's always there's always a struggle. Every every level comes with a struggle. And life itself, just growing up and being a human has its own fucking struggles. And if I can make sure that my kid ain't gotta yeah. worry about at least where they food at, where they laying their head at night, what they putting on their bed, and how they get in the school, like I feel like I've done my job. Exactly. Well, you know, as a parent, at the basics, cause at the minimum, that's your job: food, clothes, shelter, and transportation. It's Whether it be good. the bus or my car, like yeah. And then you teach them how to grind. You teach them all you can. But also, you, I know people like to say, "Well, what if I don't know, motherfucker? You got a smartphone. Hey, stop looking at fucking uh, the shade room and mm-hmm. look up some shit, so you can learn for yourself. That way, you can put your kids on the shit." And they can expand upon that, you know what I'm saying, and do bigger shit. Then, you know what I'm saying, you can fix your own situation. Why have putting them? That's on another thing. Like, people need to learn how to talk to people, and that's another issue too with our community. I feel like people don't want to. Nobody wants to act like they don't know something. Because if you see somebody else that seems yeah. like they know what they're doing, like me, I always try to go for like I scan the parents at Amari School. If we somewhere new or if this is a new activity, I want to find somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing and try to find somebody, you know, and I'm not going to act like I know everything, but I'm going to ask you the questions that I need to ask. And then from there, I can do my own thing. But you can't learn, you can't grow, you can't do nothing or you can't give the best to your kids when you two afraid to ask somebody for help too. Yeah, but you know, I feel it like, uh, I think people just, like you said, scared to be viewed like they don't know shit. I tell you all the time, it's because your parent will make you an expert. But I think what happens now, 
is that when people give information, they want something in return or they put it, they, they, they trying to put you on game in a condescending way. Like how the woke people can be very condescending. Like, oh my God, you uh, enjoying like fam, you just enjoying this shit two tips. years ago. I hate them niggas. <laughs> like you just, you was just doing this shit, bro. Like instead of being condescending, you want to spread your message, just spread your message. But that's why I said you got to watch down. first. You, you watch, you watch to learn people's personalities. Cause everybody always, everybody like, you can't just go hit the ground running. When you get somewhere, you watch, you look around, you see how people acting, cause you can tell, and then from there you learn, you know, this part, or you even know how to come to people, cause even those people who can be condescending, you just gotta learn how to come to them as a, you're not gonna talk to me like that, and b, I'm gonna get the information, cause I don't know, I think it's just me, and again, it might be how it's raised. I'm not afraid of nobody. There's nobody in the world greater than me than God. So I have no fear to talk to anybody. If at the end of the day you have something that I need and there's some information that I can gain from you, I'm going to do what I'm going to do to get that information. You're going to respect me in the process and then we're going to go on about our day. And I think that, you know, my parents did instill that type of confidence in me, but I think like it's really important for a lot of other people and especially in the role of a, as a parent, that's something that like could help people go really far because you can't advocate for your child when you don't even know your surroundings or who you dealing with. Right. And also, she, you just need to learn different ways how to talk to people. Different people take messages differently. So the ability to be able to talk to different people in different ways, like if you're a coach, you understand that this player likes it. Or is to get the best out of this player, it's best to be hard on this person. This person, you got a little caught a little bit. This person, you got to be kind of back and forth, give them the balance of, the, of it all. Because everybody can't take their tough nose, hard shit, and they, you can't be soft on folks either. Because they just allow people to, like, allow, especially kids, just run wild sure. and shit. So, like I said, like you learn the communication shit is more than just talking, it's, and it's more than just hearing. It's about comprehending, and it's also about how you present your message. And changing your message don't make you fake, because I think a lot of people feel that way, too, because you have to talk to people different. Well, I ain't finna be fake. It's not you being fake. <laughs> you just... Well, I, I used to be that person. I, I still kind of feel that way, especially ever since I got called an asshole for giving a yes or no to a yes or no question. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you, you are an asshole, yeah. but, you know... I don't think so. I, I, I'm a very blunt, straight to the full, straight sure, forward sure. guy. I'm just not gonna beat. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. beat around the bush. You or anything. I don't try to make. I don't try to intentionally oh, make people feel stupid. It's oh, not my okay. problem. They're people mm. are stupid. Okay. I don't. People just say stupid shit. I had no problem calling people stupid. It's just the word that is in the dictionary. Like, go okay. for it. I'm sleep. I'm, okay. I'm sleep fine, fine regardless. When you grow up angry, you can sleep oh. doing a thing. <laughs> so, Again, you know I guess that's for that privilege speaking. I don't know shit about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When you, when you grow up angry through the life, like you, I learned shit like a baby. I can sleep doing a thing. I ain't got no problem. But you know what I'm saying? So, uh, the little Am- Amber Geiger, oh, the little chick, yeah. So, I ain't gonna get into the case because we all know how that shit, how that shit go. It was more so about the sentencing, and then just mainly the reaction of uh, the judge and the brother in particular. 
And uh, let me say this now. The judge did hug the mother. I guess she just extra friendly. Judge Judy would never. Judge Joe judge Brown uh, would never. Ever. Judge, judge Judy would never hug anybody in her courtroom. But I guess that judge is just She's a, She's a, a, a nice, hugger. friendly Christian lady. I, I and fucking cool, roll. Whatever. And so, so what was your initial reaction to like the hugs and shit and then I guess after you had time to think about it because you know everybody put their opinions on social media about the shit and what was your reaction <laughs> after so that? my initial reaction and my current reaction still basically the same um I just I am uh, hmm, I don't so fuck I don't know how to put it so him hugging the lady was his prerogative you know something the reaction itself isn't what pissed me off it was people's think pieces on it after the fucking fact that really pissed me off because you know I think me personally I refuse to hug anybody to kill my family like I'm if if I get close to you, I'm finna choke the fuck out of you. Like I'm not, I'm just, I'm not that, I'm not that far in my life I yet. Cur- I would have cur- I ain't with that motherfucker through the table. Like, Man, like, like chairs flying, flying we like. Rock bottom. I would have, t- I would have took that assault charge. And I would have been, no been right there in jail with her, been like, try it again, bitch. I still got some more left. We ain't here together now. Now what? Nah, I would have said, hey Jerry, be nice right. with me. Like it was, was a crime of passion. Like, bitch ass and so uh the my issue i think with it was people trying to turn it into a you know oh he was just being a a nice christian man fuck that like i think the issue with christianity and the reason people can look at christians because i do consider myself a christian i don't consider myself a uh a i don't know yeah i'm not because i you know I can think for my fucking self. That is the bottom line. But I think the issue is like with Christianity, like people, people have allowed everybody else to depict for them what it should be. That nobody actually takes the time to read right. it and think for their fucking selves. Yeah. Because the naysayers or the believers don't really yeah. what well, exactly they go by what somebody said and they refute it or they just oh my pastor told me this and that's what I believe and that is not what Christianity is like the whole the whole point of Christianity is you have a fucking choice that is it and that is all um and so forgiveness is what everybody kept saying as you know the forgiveness isn't for uh, her it's for him and Blah, 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 blah. Me forgiving you isn't me hugging you. Me forgiving you doesn't mean being friends with you. Me forgiving you isn't me putting money on your books and talking about how wonderful of a person you are. Forgiveness is for you. And all that means is in yourself, in your heart, yeah, you don't carry the hatred for her. It is you. Like how I said, when I saw her, I would want to choke the fuck out of her because for me, it would still be fresh. But I would have to let that go. So when somebody does say her name, I don't flinch or I don't cry or I don't. Yeah, I don't feel the malice. I don't feel the hatred because that's that's unhealthy. That's not good for your body. And that's why when the Bible talks about forgiveness and it is for you and not for them. And that is why, like, you're just not supposed to carry that and harbor that in your heart, because then that does change the way you react to other situations. And that is how you react to other people like that's the whole purpose of forgiveness. So everybody trying to say that he is the picture perfect Christian now because he hugged her. 
that is some bullshit. And I really want y'all to like, quote unquote, stay woke. Like just read shit for yourself. Do things for yourself and don't keep trying to, don't keep shoving this false Christianity out there. That's why the fucking world is laughing at us because quite frankly, we don't even know what the fuck we talking about either. Me personally, when I first seen that shit, I was like, man, shit, we can hit. Cause then folks like, how you gonna tell? I said, I didn't tell nobody. You do what you gotta do, what a person do gotta do to show forgiveness. That's that's your prerogative. I personally couldn't could not care less. But I still think this shit is weak. But I based it upon uh this like reading history books is in third. Every time somebody has shown compassion, you give them the person and you let this person back in, you're allowing them another exactly. opportunity to do you wrong. So my thing about it was, I was like, I like, yeah, he's just a victim. He should forgive him, but he ain't got to show love and compassion for it. Like, I ain't got to wish ill on you, but I ain't got to wish you well either. Like, it is what it is. Like, whatever. And this, to my bigger, like, the bigger point of thing, that's what I say all the time about relationships. They're like, so I supposed to forgive yeah. the nigga? I'm like, yeah. But and you don't mean you got to keep fucking the nigga. You don't mean you got to keep fucking with the and nigga. That's you what, can move the fuck that on. That is it. That is like, exactly it. Yeah, so when I was seeing folks just uh like talk about the Christianity, I'm like, man, y'all be going hard. Y'all really let them white folks make y'all think this is what Christianity is. Not get it, you know, it's, it's hurt. You heard about the shit, but like somebody asks, why do black people hang on to the, the faith that was used against them? Boy, to, that, uh, that shit, that be pissing me off. And I, I, the simple answer, the answer is simple, bro. Religion yeah. didn't do it. People did. There's no different than fucking guns. Now, I really hate to sound like I'm like one of them Trump Second <laughs> Amendment ass niggas, but the guns didn't shoot people. It was a crazy motherfucker with guns to shot people. Personally, like with guns, when it comes to gun control, I just feel like if you can't protect your, your family with a pistol or a shotgun, then like, you know what I'm saying? You don't need to have a gun, period. So like them automatic AKs and Dracos yeah. and all this other shit, that shit need to be a box. That, that militant shit, don't nobody need that in their house. Also, I, as far as the gun shit, I feel like before you get this shit, you need to take a yeah, mandatory psych, a psych evaluation psychological and all that kind of stuff. And, and then you, you get a license and then every, just like you got to renew your license, like every two, three years, right. you need to do that shit again to make sure you're blah, say blah. Then, so, you know what I'm saying? They need to toughen the laws or at least the accessibility to how to get the guns. But back to the forgiveness shit, the religion shit, it's the same thing because you can go look at every fucking religion and you can see cases where people misuse. So should all Muslims stop being Muslims because of someone been lying to them told for they finna go get 87 virgins if they go sit right. there and drive a plane that, to a fucking shit. building. You had motherfuckers do Buddhism. You got motherfuckers doing shit out with the, the stars, like you, you spiritual, spiritual <laughs> bays out there to do the hoodoo and the shit. It's people that misuse that shit too. So all the shit that y'all be trying to de denounce, like y'all don't be, like she said, y'all don't even be informed on the shit. Cause like people be saying, oh, how can you be Christian but you judge me? I'm like, first of all, we all judge. That's how you get to know people. You judge people by their character, let you know you want to fuck with them. When they, when the Bible said judge, it means condemn, hell, as in exactly. I can't say you going to hell. For this shit. It's all with judging me. It's not, I can't say, I don't, I cannot agree with your lifestyle. I can say, I can think it's wrong, but I'm not going to say you finna go right. to hell for it, but that's my, no that's my judgment. You exactly. That's, that's, that's where it's wrong for people to judge. It's not up to people to condemn you. Just trying to put you on game. 
I don't know if I'm a Christian or not. I just know that's how <laughs> I was. I grew up in this shit, and I read this shit for myself. So, because the Bible is all about interpreting. And that's why it's so important for you to do it yourself. Because like you said, when everybody was talking about, you know, how do you hold on to the shit of the slave masters? The main reason why they could control the slaves with quote-unquote Christianity was because the niggas couldn't read. Because they couldn't read. They couldn't and read. They and they could only, so they could only know. get the Bible from what people told them. And, it, and ooh, let's the not shit. even get into that. <laughs> they rewrote the shit and they took out pages of the Bible. That's what I'm saying. They talked about slaves are coming up. They're coming up on their uh, slave masters and shit. So, like I said, is if you're going to denounce something, cool, whatever. At least be, you got to be knowledgeable the other side. Like I, uh, like you got a podcast with your dude or whatever, and you was talking, I think he said he was in, on a debate team yeah. or some shit. Oof. And so, uh, and Memphis, he get bullied. But, uh, <laughs> No, I was on the debate team. You had boobs, so you'd be nice. No, there was no, because you want to know something? One of the teams I debated was niggas from Memphis. I don't know. We ran their ass, but that's neither here nor there. That's cool. I ain't got no dog in that debate fight. I don't because I've learned a long list, long time ago. Don't debate shit when you don't know shit. So, but yeah, you got to know the other side so you can at least have an understanding of what you need, like, oh, yeah, they said this, boom. He don't, he ain't mention this. Let me go mention that to, you know what I'm saying, plug the, his whole shit in. So, you know what I'm saying? You just got to know what you're talking about. But to bring it back to the case, I was just like, I mean, I, I seen people celebrate her getting guilty. I was like, damn, I mean, it's pretty open shut. Like, this wasn't even a police shooting. This like The judge patting her on the back, though, that, whew, yeah. that, that to me was worse than the brother hugging her because the brother hugging her yeah. was one thing, but the judge, because even the judge in it, I really I need to look more into her because my issue with her was she also allowed the jury to um, make a decision based off of a crime of passion. I think which carries a lesser sentence than no, no, no. She presented, uh, she gave them an option, they, and the jury turned it down. Okay, but that's but my point was she gave them that option. So it seems to me it's still something yeah, anywhere which is kind of like what? But somebody just posted a picture where uh, apparently the judge is a Delta and uh-huh. Amber Geiger's boss was also a Delta and there's like a picture of them together like they know each other. Mm-hmm. So people are now trying to say like ah, oh, they knew each other somehow. It's, so it's, ah, it's all a fucking setup. The system oh, always no. look out for themselves. If you inside that motherfucker, you straight. Like, it don't matter. Like, motherfucker, like, like I seen like the jury, they were like, somebody said, I just couldn't give a 28 year. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you could have gave a solid 15, 20. Like, yeah. my nigga, yeah. you know like, They're like, bro, murder? That's murder, fam. I don't give a they would have they would have hated to have me on there because we would have been there all day. I'm not going below twenty. So y'all murder, figure it like, out. Murder, like <laughs> murder, like no, she shot dude and then try to save dude. No, she tre- she trespassed. Trespassed. Broken entered. <laughs> shot him and then then not try to save And here's my thing. Why did you have your gun off duty? Because she had just came from a bar. You was drunk. So even to me, that should sit, carry some kind of sentence like, why did you have your work Maybe. shit on you when you weren't even at work? Well, they always got guns on them and shit, though. I think. Uh-huh. And so I feel like, I think this jury, like in Texas law, they like get to choose the judge or the jury to do it. And my thing is, it was niggas in fucking Mexican, Hispanics. I don't know the 
We don't know if they were Latino. Latino. It was was enough of brown people. I said, motherfucker, like, that's why I never, that's why I said on the last show, I don't vote because the system gonna system. The system was not made for us. It don't fucking matter. It don't fucking matter. (laughs) It don't fucking matter if you vote or not. Like, they gonna do what the fuck they wanna do. And you feel the way you feel. I feel the way I feel. I I disagree. I understand. I mean, but you, you know, it's your opinion. You do what you do. I, I, I you say, to no, it, it's just a matter of because they don't run on their own money. And I was like, when people give their money, especially these rich ass motherfuckers, give their money. They ain't, they gonna find a way to make sure their candidate wins. It, it ain't even that. It's more so I'm giving you this money, you win. Hey, bro, I need you to push this agenda right here. That way, right? It's me. Like I, you remember that time I I gave you X Y Z? Yeah, like, I, like, like, I, I, get, I think all I think. 95% of people that starts off in politics have genuine hopes to better the people, the, the city, whatever they're trying to do. But eventually you got to reel some elbows and a lot of folks ain't got their, their integrity to be like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm I mean, yeah, every 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 politician has done some shady shit, yeah, including Obama. System was made for us. I don't, I don't believe in the I always talk to somebody today. I like I don't believe in the whole you need to get a seat at the table shit. I don't want to be in these niggas' spaces. They need to bring back segregation. Like personally, I, I I'm straight. I'm cool. Like I'm not against mm-hmm. white people, but just oh, give yeah, me, yeah. I'm not against white people or any other people. But we had we as black people, we shopped with us. The money circulated in our community. We had I said it before. We had the the village mentality better. And we had to depend on us. I just feel like just make sure we get our equal amount of resources. And I'm not saying like, and make sure we got an equal amount of opportunity in, in spaces of where people but have to be in spaces. But that's why I feel like we have to have somebody with a seat at the table. I feel like it should be a choice. We need somebody with a seat at the table because like you said, the system was not made for us. It wasn't built for us and it wasn't built for us to win. It was literally set up for us to fucking lose. So we have to have somebody that's in there that's going to keep being able to push and say, this shit ain't right. Y'all gonna have to switch it. Like, we still gonna need those people that do that. So for the people who would like to be within the system, you know, that way they get their fair opportunity. But even for us to be on our own, to get our own resources, to get our fair share of opportunity and all that type of shit to even build our own, we still need somebody with a seat at the table to make sure that we are literally getting our fair share. So I wouldn't necessarily, I do think we need to go back to that village mentality. I feel like that um, as black people, we have kind of lost our way. Cause like I told, uh, me and Ryan talked about it. I don't think we might not have put that episode out yet, but we had a conversation about it because I said, it's interesting when you look at the generations, because I feel like post the civil rights movement, um, black people lost their way because they started to try to be like white people instead of just trying to bettering themselves. Yeah. So it's like, I want to try to do, if the white people live here, I want to live here. If the white people go to school here, I want to go to school with the white people. Yeah. If this white person has this position, I want to do that. And that's not what we should have done. What we should have done with that freedom is kind of like you said, cool, because we here now, you know, if you got a store, y'all got a grocery store right here, I want my grocery store. And that way, you know, it's, it's just like you basically said, the same resources. Yeah, like just give me the same resources, give me the same shit, the same equipment, just in the third, allow us to build our own police so we can police ourselves, just in the third. But I'm also saying leave, like you said, an option, that door open to where we might not have a Google, but we might have some people, because we all, everybody's going to use Google, right? 
So right. we got people this, you know what I'm saying, this into their shit. Let them go do that shit without them being discriminated against. I ain't saying exactly. you gotta put I ain't saying you gotta put them on the black floor or the black side of the building. But I'm okay. saying, you know what I'm saying? You just let you 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 hire qualified people or, or, or hospitals. I feel I feel like certain shit just don't need to be, you know what I'm saying, segregated like hospitals. In the third, but for the most part, yeah, damn near hospitals. I will say, be personally, I would almost as long as I could have the same amenities, I would prefer to have black doctors because the way my birth experience was set up, I feel like I would have felt much more comfortable with some black people. But that's a whole nother conversation when it comes to childbirth and doulas, yeah. midwives, the hospitals, and all that shit. But right. look, the hospitals might be one place where I might not mind being, yeah, but just in general, <laughs> just certain shit because we segregate ourselves anyway for the most part. Unless you grew up in that type of environment where you had to be around them motherfuckers. Oh, God. I'm just saying <laughs> the truth. Like, think about no, it. Every, that, that, every, that was, that was me. Every, every white college, they got, the little, they got the little black area and they call that shit little Africa. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? They had like, to have the, the black student union. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So we do the shit in a way. You're like, cool, bro. You're going to slide this shit back in. Folks ain't going to mind. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, let me ask you this question as a a uh, person, you've been in relationships and this, that, and the third. Do you feel like closure is necessary? No. So, do you think it's a real thing? Uh, in some cases, I think that people need to uh start being okay with the understanding that there are certain situations that you're just never gonna have. You're not gonna get that closure from. Because right. I feel like people want that. You know, most of the time people with closure is, I want to sit down and I want to talk to them and we just need to end on a good note, end on the same page. Some situations are just so fucking toxic. Like, you don't need, their closure is not needed. Right. Because sometimes when you've been so broken, you you going to keep getting roped in. So when you have that face-to-face conversation, they're going to say some some shit some I'm sorry's and some oh and some tears might fall and then next thing you know you still kind of like back in that same cycle so there are certain situations where I feel like shit you just need to cut that shit cold turkey and go on about you know go on about your life and work on building yourself so what's the case where you think closure is necessary um where closure is necessary if when it's a non-toxic situation. So if it was just legit, like, you know, you talking to somebody and y'all are cool, but you just understand that, you know, this just ain't what I need. You know, I'm not getting something that I need out of this. I'm not happy. So I'm going to sit the other person down and be like, hey, fam, listen. So I, uh, you know, I know we've been doing this for a minute, da 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 but this ain't working out for me. And from there, I do think there needs to be some type of conversation because it's not a bad situation. Something does need to be discussed because it could be a possibility that the other person didn't even understand that, you know, that was some shit that you even wanted or needed or whatever. And then, you know, from there, that's that's kind of more of the closure because then y'all talk and y'all kind of come to just some agreement that, okay, you know, this ain't what's good for us. We just going to dip. And right. split ways. So in that situation, I do think closure is necessary. But if it's if somebody was like verbally, mentally, physically abusive, or you know anything of that nature, like you just you you just need to kind of dip out. Like you say what you say, and you'd be like, "Hey, I can't do this." And if you know the type of person you're with is like a manipulative type personality, you just got to cut yourself off, cut your losses, and keep pushing. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think this shit necessary. I don't think this shit is a real thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, this shit is just not necessary. You ain't got to seek questions. Like, like you said, people need to uh, be okay with just taking shit how it is and, like, move the fuck on. Like, all right, cool. For God, is it like, you don't even... If a person tell you they don't want you, you shouldn't, it shouldn't matter why. Just move the fuck on. Like, it ain't even up to you. You shouldn't be racking your brain why this, that, and the third... Because I feel like every adult need to be able to analyze a situation for themselves and be able to look in the mirror and know what you did and didn't do. Because if a person wanted to help you work through your problems, they would have. If a person wanted you to work through your toxic ways, they would have pointed out the ways for you to work with you, do this shit. And if they just wanted you to know, my nigga, they would tell you, like, off the rip, so motherfuckers like, hey, this ain't working. They going about their business. Go on about your business. Analyze the situation and do this shit for yourself. Cause like you said, you people get roped in with this shit. Like, uh, like it was some some post going around how a chick said her and her husband finna break up because she went and got had a come a dinner with her ex and to get closed. I'm like, fam, you married? Like yeah, that shit no, should been closed. No, 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 no. Yeah, bro. If that. I would, we would, that would have been a whole issue. That That's divorce level too. Especially if it was on some sneaky shit. Like, I ain't find out till after the fact. Nah, she told him. She told him ahead of time. He was like, nah, what the fuck you mean? Yeah, especially she, if you married, like, what kind of close? And even if we've been dating for a while, like, what is it? You should have been getting all your closure before, yeah, before we got together. Like, whatever you felt like you needed. Cause now that makes me feel like, you know, that means that there's still feelings there. There's still something there that you was having. I don't care if little bro is sorry for 2004. He should have said this shit back then. <laughs> like, I don't care, bro. He's like, nah, I, I'm cool. Like, I'm straight. Like, you don't... People gotta understand that X is X for a reason. Like, bro, you owe nobody no answer. But that actually <laughs> also shows you somebody's personality. Because I will say, I know, like, when me and Ryan first got together, like, there was hella niggas that was, like, coming out the fucking woodworks. My ex, like, you know, he was texting me, like, you know, we... I'm not going to be that shady. But we weren't talking, you know, communicating on no types of levels. But then all yeah. of a sudden it was some, you know, well, I yeah, just really bro. need to talk and we need to whatever. Then you got the niggas that, you know, you were supposed to be with me. Well, can we just hang out one last time? And it's like, <laughs> why why y'all want to do this shit now? And to me, like, as, you know, me looking yeah. at it, I just feel like, who the fuck are you? Because you weren't trying to do none of this shit. I ain't gonna lie. When I told a chick I wanna hang out one last time, I just wanted to hit one time. That, one last time. That no, that and that's it. And that is my point. <laughs> I said, bro, let me get it pussy one time, bro. You you can't don't you, you didn't even get a nigga a warning like you finna get with this motherfucker. Let me get let me get one little ass taste and I'm good, bro. Man, warning. That's the only, that's the only type of closure I want. <laughs> let me just hit it one last time. Okay, fly. One last time. One one for the road. I, one for the road. I will say that's that's one of my favorite class songs. But still, Ash, Ash Rihanna says, "Shots for the road, shots for the road." No, no, <laughs> Send no. some shots out no. for the road. And that's to me, honestly, that is the closure that I feel like people think for. But here's my thing: if I'm still willing to hit, like that's that's that still says a lot. Like it does, and, it does. and that's and that's fucking stupid. Like and now, and now I look at you trifling because you cheat. Yeah, and then every time you look at me, like she was with that nigga, and I still hit that pussy. Like yeah, I can't even trust you. You show me you ain't trustworthy. And then people wonder why don't nobody <laughs> after the fact. That's and this is exactly why the side 
I don't understand why side chicks or side niggas want to be mains anyway. Because if you were their side, like, you just got promoted. That means somebody else finna get promoted to your spot too, stupid. Like... Well, it, dep- it depends. I, let me let me not joke about it because I, I'm not gonna say this uh, that once a cheater is always a cheater because people can't stop shit. Because I used to steal, I used to steal candy from the goddamn store when I was a kid. I don't steal now, tabit. So <laughs> I was just say self checkout don't count, huh? Nah, nah. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I just it didn't scan as I was going through. I'm trying to bag it quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, she yeah, it ain't my fault. They just ain't working. <laughs> so, I'm an opportunist. I'm not a thief. But nah, like, uh, like I guess it, it's situational because some people do just be stuck in situations. I don't understand why they stuck, especially in the, in at our big age in, in 2019. I don't get, you know, what I'm saying why we stuck in situations because we can take care of ourselves. So, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? That that's fuck. But folks be feeling stuck, so they be moving on. So they're trying to feel the replacement. So I think a lot of people's problems are that they fear being single. So they kind of hop from one person to the next. So it's an easier transition. If I'm already in relationship mode and I'm fucking up with this little chick, I'm like, shit, I, I can break up with this chick now because I know this chick here is solid. And boom, I can go and hop on her and just, just do what I wanted to do. Yeah. But the problem with that is you're always seeking something else. Something else. You're always looking for more. Nine times out of ten, people don't realize what they have. You know what I'm saying? It was never enough. Like I, I like to say, never settle, but know when enough is enough. Right. Because you'll never get everything you want. Oh yeah. And you you gotta have. That's the thing. Like about man, do you remember when Chili had that TV show when she was like trying to find love? Yeah, she said. Yeah. And she had she that list single. of like sixty shits that she wanted. She still saying like, she nigga couldn't drink, needed six pack. Yeah, couldn't eat meat. I'm like, damn, you want a vegan boy? Right. He, no, but even if he was a vegan, Bonus. he couldn't like he couldn't stay up late. But he couldn't wake up too early. It was the dumbest shit on that list. But I think, but to be honest, like as women, I think we have this really bad. And um, I remember me and my homegirls had we've had discussions about this because, like, when it comes to dating somebody, like you know, like I said, it's like you almost even though you have lists, like of course everybody has in their head, their aesthetic of what they think they want, right? I was like, but even aside from that, like, you know, I ain't saying you got to date no ugly nigga because I'm petty. I don't believe in doing that. But, like... <laughs> it's cute to you, that's all that matters. Exactly, because I am i can't roll over and be afraid every morning for the rest of my life. You can't do that. Anyway, but, like, you have to know on your list what's important. Because, okay, he might not have a six-pack. It don't mean he got to have, like, a Rick Ross. But, like, he ain't... Rick Ross is slim. No, oh, now, man. now. I'm talking about old... I'm, I'm talking about old Rick Ross. Don't disrespect the boss now. That man out here, you know what I mean? He got a little flab, but he's slim nah, with he, it. No, he's slim now. But back, uh, back in the day, Rick Ross. Or he ain't got to be Bruce Bruce. Back in the day, Bruce Bruce. I Back in the day, oh my god! But anyway, like he ain't got to do that. But it's like you need to look at the important shit. Like you know, when you know, can you trust him to? Can you tell him some shit and he actually listens? Do you know that he don't throw shit back up in your face? Like when you bring him, are you like you can bring him around your friends and you're not afraid to leave him alone without him saying some dumb shit? Does he make you feel your best? Does he genuinely support you without you know seeking anything? like selfish in return like that's the important shit because it's not even like because i think all women like 
them fucking Facebook posts were like, do women even like flowers? And yes, all all girls like somebody to give them something. What your girl likes to get varies because like me i don't like chocolate don't give me no chocolate i like sunflowers hey you buy me a pair of shoes i'll be the happiest person in the world for some girls it's bags for some girls it's you know a meals hot wings date your budget fam. yeah lemon pepper all flats with some extra ranch like you gotta know your girl flats that's no that's not that's not my order i like the drums i like drums and i like blue cheese that's me uh, yeah Shut up. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, you know, you 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 have to have somebody who's willing to learn you and they do the things that, you know, he learns you, you learn him. And if you can tell that it's somebody that truly appreciates you at your ugliest, like honestly, when Ryan, when I knew that nigga could take me snoring, because I snore like a man. It's not cute. And yeah, because yeah, nigga, we can't breathe. But like, he was willing to like take it. He didn't really say shit about it until I brought it up. And then he was like, ah, yeah, you do kind of snore pretty bad. But it was like, it was just sound like a bear. It was, it was just the thing. Like, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. Oh, yeah, jokes for your ass. But that's the point. Like, he was a willing to appreciate me, like, flaws and uh, at my ugliest at the best and so it's just kind of like you know because I remember like he knows it because when we first met he was shorter than like a dude I would normally talk to and I remember telling one of my homegirls like when she was first like you should you know give Ryan a chance and I was like nah bro he ain't taller than you know we was making all the jokes but then it's yeah, like it, no it was and then but it's like once you start watching you know it doesn't matter like what is he still taller than me so I really didn't give a fuck like that's my mm-hmm. shout out to the shout out to Ryan. You know, I see representing us short niggas, man. He out shit. And so it's just like you know, you all all his other qualities outweigh the fact that you know he was he whooped you. He wasn't the tall guy that was on my list, but he checked off hella other shit. So why yeah. would I? That would be stupid, and that'll be sh- shallow of me. To pass you up just because you're not six four, like yeah, you know, like I said, people preferences is preferences. But I tell you, your preferences don't have to be a definite. Like me personally, I like I like thick jumps. You know, what I, mean? I need I need I like people I like women with their grown woman weight on. Something I can just jiggle. You know what I'm saying? I can lay on soft and cut it. Cause I'm a I'm a healthy guy. I'm five ten like a. Shit, last time I went to like two. Thick girl season is upon us, ladies. Yes, thick girls, we out here. First of all, it's thick girl season year. You right? But uh, yeah. So you know, I like I like women with a body weight on. You know, I ain't seen you gotta be shaped. You gotta be built like some mashed potatoes. That's a little too far for me. <laughs> but I just don't want no motherfucker that's built. You know what I'm saying? Like an ironing board either. I need somebody with some shape on a little weight on. You know what I mean? They ain't, they ain't got no problem. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? E. But at the same time, my point is, it's not, I like thick chicks, but don't mean I want to talk to like a petite chick. I just, as long as you got a curve to you, like some ass, some titties to you, I'm straight, I'm cool. Right, you got to have some. So, yeah, you know, some, some to grab on because you ain't got none. I'm like, damn, man, my, like my leg bigger than your body, baby. What are you doing? What are we doing, baby? We, we need to eat. We need to take you to a buffet. They ain't even got no, I ain't been a buffet in the longest time. I think about yeah. it. I don't know how the fuck we got the purposes coming off closure, but. <laughs> uh, 
closure's not necessary. Don't let nobody tell you that they need closure from their ex because they finna go try to fuck. That, that is that is facts. Closure is them closing their legs at the end of it. Either the ex is gonna be trying to fuck them, or they gonna go with the fucking. Either way, it's gonna be just some somebody somebody trying, trying to get, get their dick with. Yeah, pretty much, man. I, ain't, I I tell you, it's me personally. I'm trying to get closure. I'm just gonna say, I just wanna hit one last time. I'm good. I'm trying to close. You know what I mean? So, ask a woman that's in a serious relationship, when did you cut off your horse? <laughs> um, so, it depended, right? So, like, let me go back to a couple years. All right. So, when me, when me and Ryan first started talking, I was talking to, like, three other dudes around at the same time. No, I was doing what I was doing what I was supposed to do and enjoying my youth. Anyway, you was yeah here going going through your whole phase. No, no, it wasn't a whole phase. I was being a young adult and I was enjoying my life. Anyway, I think whole phases. I think whole phases are necessary. That's just me. And I had two separate whole phases. It got broke up in the middle. It happens. But it with uh with the three guys in particular, like my level of where I was with each of them was kind of different. So like right. one of them was like the you know I'm really just talking to him because he's just kind of somebody to talk to. Like the dude right. lived like we lived in the same city, and I like never would hang out with him. It was weird. He brought me lunch a couple yeah, times to work, but you know. That was, that was his prerogative. Too. That's what he did. Lunch so man. when lunch I started man. noticing, so cutting him off was easier because I started kind of, you know, once I got to the place where I started kind of realizing the feelings I was having were growing, it was kind of like, right. ah, I think this might be kind of going somewhere, you know? And so yeah. he was first to go because, you know, less collateral damage. And so there was this other guy that I was talking to that was out of town. And so he was hella cool, but ultimately it was just kind of like, you're not here. Yeah. And it's like, I could travel because he wasn't that far, but it just wasn't, it just didn't, it didn't make sense personally. Because I know me, I'm not a long distance person. I need somebody that's going to be there. So with him, I think I might have, before we like officially got together, he might have got cut off about a month or so before-ish. I think I told him before then, though, like, hey, it's this dude I'm kind of talking to and I'm kind of digging him. And, you know, we still conversed and all that. But, like, you know, it kind of started falling off maybe about a month or so before we got together. So then the other guy, like me and him, like him, he was still like a, a large potential. But it just again, it just boiled down to one of those like when I look at my life, when I look at things down the line, like who is it that I could see myself with or who do I think is just the better fit for me? And so right. that guy, funny enough, I actually did not cut him off until after me and Ryan got together. So um, after me and him had the conversation and we decided, you know, this is a thing we're going to do. The next day I text that dude before we put it on Facebook because I wanted to because I felt like he need, he deserved to know 
and before everybody else knew on Facebook. Because, you know, imagine somebody you kicking it with and you really think, you know, this is going somewhere and then you look on Facebook and they're in relationships. Like, the fuck? So I did hit him up and I was like, hey, I just want to let you know uh, you know, me and him, and he and he knew Brian. They kind of they weren't friends, but they knew each other. So just kind of like, hey, you know, we got together, and I just wanted to give you a heads up before we put it on social media. And he was like, all right, yeah, all right, cool. And you know, after that, it was done. So you know, I it just it all kind of varies. But I do know the relationship I got in before that. My daughter's daddy, all my hoes got cut off because we we kind of fell into a relationship. That shit was weird. And so yeah. once we got together, I was like, ah, like niggas was texting me the next day. And I was like, oh, we, yeah, I do need to cut you off. Hey, I got a boyfriend now, by the way. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do this anymore. So all them niggas are getting cut off like weeks. Because I, w- I had just planned to just stop talking to people. But, you know, college campuses right. are small. People pop up. So I had to actually communicate. Right. But in that same breath, I also feel like you don't owe nobody no damn explanation. So if you don't want to tell nobody shit, then you don't have to. So do you uh do the exclusive dating thing? Where you, but you're still single? Uh, uh, did I do it? No. No. Because I was, like I told you, I was still talking to the other people up until a month before and the day after. I, so yeah, I think that... Right. Uh, yeah, I feel like because I you you cut yourself short because especially once somebody knows it because you start showing signs that you're the only person and sometimes people start taking that power quote unquote and using it to their advantage and then they kind of string you along. It just doesn't work in your best favor to cut people off too early. So you know, yeah, I don't know. I think with me. Any relationship uh, I ever end up in, this shit kind of just happened. So, and then with me, I, I tell people all the time, I let motherfuckers know off the rip. I'm single. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. If you just want to just talk to me, that's cool. I ain't, I ain't asking you to. I'm not even asking who all you talk to. But, I'm telling, you, but I'm telling you're you what single. I'm doing. I'm going to let you know how I'm going to do so. You know what I'm saying? You don't know, have no misunderstanding of what the fuck going on. But with me, it's just like people just gradually cut, like, you know what I'm saying? They get cut off in a way. Because, like, once you start feeling people, feeling somebody, like, your attention span tends to zero in on the most important ones. Like you said, you had lunch, man. Like, you damn, they didn't have to tell the nigga shit. You just eventually, like, stop responding or stop hitting the motherfucker up, man. Most people get the Get right. the key, you know what I'm saying? They, they, people out here matching energy, so you know, they ain't getting no energy to them, so they gonna stop giving you energy. And then you start cutting people off. Like, I don't really give folks nobody no motherfucking notice. Because I don't I do not do this mm-hmm. the dream selling shit. I don't I don't let people think that it's gonna be more of something until I feel like it. And they're pretty right. mutual. So I don't, I wouldn't have to like tell somebody getting folks a head up about shit, because I just like, you shouldn't have the idea that we was going to be something. Right. I didn't tell you this shit. You thought this shit on your own. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I personally, it just, I just started to zero in on that person. So, then, boom, we together. And I get to the point where I don't want to do, like, the extra shit with other people. Like, all the time, I just want to smash. It's you. And when I go out, I don't try to get on women on Facebook. You know, I still, I'm a, I'm a flirter. 
but I don't be like, I don't take this shit past shit really outside of like, you know what I'm saying, a joke or two. I don't go to no DMs. I ain't trying to get on nobody. Then I'm like, look, baby, be together. Remember the date, the anniversary. <laughs> so, so you know what I'm saying? This is what it is. Yeah, ain't, ain't you ain't no option. You got, you can't say no. It's <laughs> okay, we is. together now. Yeah, we together. Ain't like, cause I feel like I said exclusive dating shit stupid. Like, I, I, it still sounds stupid. Every time I say it out loud, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm single, but I'm, I'm, I'm committed to someone. How? So, nah, I ain't cutting off no options. I ain't cutting off no, no, none of my whores until I'm ready to settle down and. Now I see. I, I find my two girlfriends. I'd be oh ready to sit down. Yeah, it's fucking two girlfriends. Man, look, it's the American dream. Make sure you, you make sure you are financially prepared for these two girlfriends. That is all I'm gonna say. That yes, that's very key. And I work out, so my stamina is high for the two. Well, girlfriends. I feel like stamina has nothing to do with it because the two girlfriends they'll be able to, you know. Fend for themselves. I feel like a lot of niggas, a lot, they'll they sexually they'll figure it out because they have each other. They don't. It don't always got to be you. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I would love to sit back and watch and drink, eat some fried chicken and drink drink some whiskey and let them work, work themselves out. out. I would love Man, to watch. This I just shit. think it's really funny whenever you know I hear saying? dudes talk about polyamory and everybody. Everybody wants two girlfriends and everybody want to be in an open relationship. But niggas still be getting mad when they gotta take girls on a date at a two for twenty spot. But that that is a whole another conversation. I feel like we don't have time for that. <laughs> that depends on the nigga, cause I be seeing people go on dates. I just feel like niggas. No, people still go on dates. That's not my issue. And there are niggas that complain about that shit, but but, but and it be them same bro niggas that be trying to talk about. They want a girl. They want a girl in a polyamory. You can't afford only, it. But they only view it in. They only view it in they a do. sexual light. But even with like that, you said, that, that, to have an extension, to have the, that type of conversation, we do need a lot of time because polyamory, polygamy, whatever you want to define, call this shit, is more than just fucking. Like I hate, like right. we sexualize the shit. So when it's presented, it's always in a sexual light. That's why motherfucking women like, hey, now. But if you understood it. And you realize it's deeper than that. And like you said, people niggas just ain't able or or chance because I don't I'm not that 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 double standard guy where I feel like you a woman can have two boyfriends. Cause I done seen documentaries where oh, yeah. women did. You just gotta be able, uh you gotta be you gotta um, know yourself. emotionally mature to handle that shit. You gotta be able to have your communicate your communication skills gotta be up. And like you said, you gotta be financially stable. You can't take one chick to motherfucking uh to Miami Beach and take yeah. the next one to Biloxi. Hell you know no. what I'm saying? So so you uh, like they they gonna right. want they together you time. You buy her some red bottoms, you buy me some Louis. Again, you gotta know your girl. You have to know each one of them individually and be able to give both of them whatever it is they want. So if you so if you broke but you want two girlfriends, get two broke ones so they, they expect to be No, because even doubling broke chicks, even if you double on the dollar <laughs> million, that's still two dollars instead of one. Like that's cool. I mean, I, I hope there's people out here that can afford. Didn't we just didn't we just talk about all these babies being date. born into poverty? We're trying to date. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, fam. If you can't buy multiple uh, value meals, don't don't try. <laughs> but you gotta swap your card to buy a value meal. You don't need to be. I ain't gonna say you don't need to be dating because 
Sometimes that relationship can be somebody's getaway and shit. Yeah, if you broke, don't don't think don't worry about that polyamorous shit. Just just try to find you two free. That, that's all you need. And they out here for the free. That's all you need to worry about. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta pay them for it all. You ain't gotta pay them eight. All you gotta do you know have some, you might be able to give them. You can have some whiskey at the 60. house and that's all you need. Get some henny. Just buy you just just stack your money up and buy the big thing of henny so it can last you for a while. <laughs> and go buy you some go buy you some weed. And you make you want some real freak freaks? Go get you some thirties. Oh my god! You good to go, fam? Don't be Bill Cosby. Let them know that they're taking this shit. <laughs> Let them choose. Let them choose she their their party ready. favors. Oof. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, like Bill Cosby said, this this is that was the thing to do. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Billy. <laughs> right. Hey, William, calm down. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Even though it was. It was thing right. to do, but they don't make it right. You should have known better, Doctor <laughs> Huxtable Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's pretty much wrap up this show. Like I, like I did with the other young lady, Shavana. I'm gonna give Ronnie her time to rant about what she wants to. So say it with your chest and peel the muscle <laughs> cap back blue. Today, my rant is about <laughs> fucking hoe tips, and I have to tell y'all the story of why this was my rant today because I had another rant. But this is my issue. So earlier today, I was minding my fucking business, being a mom, and I took my daughter to go get her hair done. So we in the hair salon, you know, it's a normal Saturday. It wasn't too busy because we was there early. So then this nigga come busting through the door all loud, and he walk in talking about where is whatever his wife's name is. She told me her appointment was at 12, but I was like, well, she ain't here yet. Well, where she at? She told me already I knew it was an issue. I was sitting in the corner listening to my sir album, trying to mind my business. And so eventually his wife gets there. But when his wife got there, she was like, I don't know why the fuck you here. I could tell she was sick of his shit too. And I was soon to learn why. So like she had to go to the hair store to go get something real quick. And that nigga was still sitting in the salon. I don't know why you're here, sir. So then he starts arguing with the hairstylist because he started arguing about the Bible because he said something to her about, you know, you need to be, uh, he, he came in there asking her for some cash. And she was like, nigga, I ain't got no cash. Get out of my face. And he was like, so what do you give to the homeless people who, uh, walk by? He said, you need to keep like $40, $50 in here. And every day you give that out. We was all like $50 a day. Like for all, for all the six days a week that she works that fit, you want to give out $50 a day. So she was like, cool. So where's your $50? You give me 50 and I can get that to people today. And then we can start it on another thing. So then he starts ranting about the black community. And that's our issue. Everything is always about money. And why is it that we can, we want to give everything except for when it comes to money? And so then originally the lady was like, I can give, she's like, I give discounts sometimes. I give, you know, sometimes I do people's hair for free. Sometimes it's an encouraging word, blah, 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 blah. But he wasn't trying to hear it. So then the nigga starts quoting the Bible, talking about, well, that's your God that you believe in and your white Jesus. Don't your white Jesus tell you this, 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 this. Y'all, this man started yelling so loud. To the fact my baby started getting scared because he was like he was he wasn't like angry or nothing, but his voice was at a weird level. So all I did was told him, I said, excuse me, sir. I really need you to quiet down because you're hurting my daughter's ears. And he goes, I can't believe she talked to me like that. Now I'm offended. And he gets up and walks out the door. And so this has always been my issue with hotels. Like we said earlier in the show, 
half of y'all watch one goddamn YouTube video and all of a sudden you're the fucking prince of Egypt and I'm sick of y'all. Like, y'all need to learn how to keep, you know, the best thing about knowledge, knowledge is supposed to be power. It's not a weapon. So you need to learn how to take that knowledge and to make other people knowledgeable, but you don't have to argue nobody down and you don't have to try to belittle or berate somebody else and especially not yell over my daughter. So... This goes out to all y'all hotels. I need y'all to read a book, study another uh, country besides fucking Egypt. There are a lot of other things within Africa that made us great besides the fucking ancient civilization of Egypt. And I need y'all to get the fuck to it and get the fuck off of YouTube and actually like read real books. That is it. That is all. Thank you for your time. Word is hard on you next. But now, you know what I'm saying? Thank y'all for listening to another episode of the LLBR podcast. I want y'all to get out here and live life and be royal. Uh, my challenge for the week for you guys, because I think I forgot to say this shit last episode. I just really want y'all to do something that you used to love to do and pick that back up. Like, I don't care if it's drawing, uh, if you used to work out. Do something that you used to love and see if it brings you a joy that you probably was missing or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Let me know which, how you feel about it. And uh, so, uh, shop, obviously, with me. Only with loyalty.com. I got two new designs up. One says, I ain't flirting, baby. Oh I just God. talk like that. And the other one is, I may not be your cup of tea, but I still get sipped. Make sure y'all go get that shit. Uh, you know, follow oh, me on wait. Twitter and Instagram, King Sean nine hundred one. King Sean nine hundred one. Follow him, y'all. Nah, black women just always don't want to. Black King Sean, that's your problem. Oh Dr. my god! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Follow me on Facebook, Sean Brooks. You know, what I'm and so now you can talk, my queen. Thank you so much, King. Um. Uh, like he said earlier, me and my boyfriend, we actually have a podcast. Um, you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It's 1111, which is E-L-E-V-E-N-1-1. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but our handle on there is Team Rioni, T-E-A-M-R-Y-O-N-N-I. And, um, you know, we post all of our new episodes and all that junk on there. So, yeah, follow us and thanks.